welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery. I am John, and over there is Jeff. Yeah, I'm not really feeling it. I, I'll, I'll be like kind of half-ass on this one. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, John, just so you don't get your hopes up. Good, that's fine. That is okay. Because uh-huh. we watch the movies that you recommend, and you recommended Theodore Rex. Yeah, I hope you guys recommended that I check my cell phone, because here we go. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what was going on with my cell phone for a good hour and a half. <laughs> well, first of all, I hit that Twitter app. <laughs> Dug right into that tweets. <laughs> Theodore Rex is a film from 1995 with Whoopi Goldberg and one of the costumes from the Dinosaurs TV show. I, like, like it's maybe someone's journeyman attempt to become a dinosaur from the Dinosaur TV show costume. It's a lot cheaper and shittier. It's amazing to me that I can agree with that, given that, man, that Dinosaurs TV show, you go back and look at it now and you're like, ooh, that's rough. Yeah, but their eyes don't break in the middle of scenes and then they just keep going. <laughs> I mean, that happened in this movie. Oh, man. There's there's a lot to be said about the absolute shitty dinosaur costume stuff in this. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, a buddy cop film where Whoopi Goldberg is the no-nonsense, gruff, by-the-book type and... <laughs> Theodore Rex is the fun-loving dinosaur, fresh uh, on detective duty cop, and there—it's real hard to tell if he's like an actual cop or what the fucking deal is with him. There's a point where someone says he's like the community liaison to dinosaurs officer or something, so he doesn't count as a real cop. Yeah, from what I gathered in the movie, he did go through the academy, but his official role on the police force is to just be like human dinosaur relations. He's like the C three PO of the <laughs> Wait, police force. Is there a chance he's the uh, the Captain America of this movie? Like like uh, you know like. Captain Captain America, the first Avenger, where he gets all the super soldier powers and then they just make him do USO shows for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly like this. Guys, if you liked Captain America, the first Avenger, you're going to love Theodore Rex. Yeah, they're the same movie. It's I literally just, the same movie. I just realized this. <laughs> I can't believe that Marvel didn't get sued for this. <laughs> it's true. I'm sure the people who made this movie are deeply litigious in defense of it. <laughs> oh, sure. They're like, look, I know everything about Theodore Rex, and if you try and infringe upon our our mental copyright here spoiler alert but i did hear that they sued the singers of uh that christmas song about how everyone loves the man in the bag <laughs> what There's, yeah you know that song it's one of those dumb santa songs you only hear around christmas time and then promptly forget and it's like everybody's loving because the uh, uh, talking about the man in the bag because santa claus comes tonight you haven't heard that no it's one of the you know it's one of those jazzy numbers that people think <laughs> counts as a christmas music song but fuck it if it does <laughs> the only things that count as christmas music are what the, the uh, stuff from Peanuts, songs that are over 100 years old, Mannheim Steamroller, and uh, I don't know what else, John. You got anything else? <laughs> and Feliz Navidad. Yeah, Feliz Navidad. I'd also say Shaken Stevens counts. I, I would also say Meli Kalikimaka. Oh, dude, yeah. Meli Kalikimaka is a great one because it doesn't have any of the traditions of Christmas in it. Exactly. It's just a big, long Hawaiian word that sounds rad. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm a big fan, yeah. Also, Christmas shoes because, you know, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going full to bat in defense of Christmas shoes on this episode of system or movie mastery that we're recording in march that's that's right it's finally time for you to take a stand here when it matters most yeah in this march review of a non-christmas related movie i'm putting a foot down uh, right into these christmas shoes <laughs> guys we'll be right back after the music with more about theodore rex and probably christmas shoes <laughs> i said i'm half-assing it you've already gotten all my jokes <laughs> And Theodore Rex. I must still do a Luigi impressions. Yeah, during the break, Jeff decided he was going to give Luigi a dumb name, and now he's a stripper? <laughs> yeah, Luigi Borgioni, owner of the Bubble Lounge, my own strip restaurant. So, Theodore Rex, I'm not even going to dignify your dumb bullshit. Fair enough. <laughs> Although, that's as animated as I'm going to get. Yeah, that's it. That's that's <laughs> the, the hypest you will be. <laughs> so, Theodore Rex. Uh, Theodore Rex opens with a crawl that explains... The villain's entire plan? I fucking love it. (laughs) Because, like, we start the movie, 
and Jeff like gets up to go get something from the kitchen. I'm like, Jeff, you're missing like literally the whole plot because it's just displaying it. Yeah, it just put it up on screen in two paragraphs, read by almost James Earl Jones, but technically not. Like for legal reasons, we cannot identify this person as James Earl Jones. Yeah, it's just someone doing their best James Earl Jones impression and being like, Hey, uh, the year is late two uh, thousands, and some guy's got dinosaurs. Anyway, he wants to put the world in an ice age and have two of every animal then afterwards i don't know why he wants to be new noah but whatever oh it's just one of the standard starting supervillain packages yeah yeah would you like to be the new noah and flood the earth in an ice age uh you know would you like to blow up the ocean i would they're pretty basic you, you, there's a uh, steal every baby Ooh, steal every baby steal every baby yeah that's a pretty common one yeah uh-huh so uh so yeah he wants to blow up the moon or whatever and 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 do the new noah thing with a, a satellite that'll ice the planet somehow now the weird thing to me is we start getting introduced to this world and it's definitely like we get background information like oh this company has brought back elephants and now raccoons so it's supposed to be like oh yeah we've we've caused a lot of things to go extinct yeah lots of common things are extinct including things that wouldn't go extinct early like raccoons yeah raccoons are here for the long haul because they've adapted to live in cities elephants kind of make some sense yeah i but, mean there are a few of the ones where they're like oh we brought whatever back and i'm like okay i could see in the future we fucked up and those are gone but yeah. no it'd be like hey we had to clone rats because those died out no they didn't no they're gonna outlive us but but uh the the actual opening cr- uh, scene in this movie for some reason i guess for artistic purposes is all schindler's list where it's all black and white with like one color element and a, a lonely t-rex is sweeping up in what looks like some kind of jungle laboratory uh when a assassin who looks like the bad guy from the first crow movie oh yeah well the what i was trying to think of when i was watching the movie was it kind of looks like michael bolton in a bad wig i can see that but also he has like weird ears like he has long hair the entire movie so you can only see his weird ears when he like sweeps his head back and forth and and then you see that he has like bladed ears i I feel like there was a lot going on that we didn't get into. I feel like the movie threw even more spaghetti at the walls, and we're just seeing the stuff that they thought stuck. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, you've got this guy, you've got his henchmen, which... Who, who are called toads? There's fucking Bud Court. Bud Court, yeah. And his courtroom are the best band. <laughs> it's it, it's just madness, but this random trench coat wearing, you know, long, straight black hair covering up his knifey elf ears, but otherwise he looks exactly like the bad guy from the first crow movie shows up and releases a butterfly which is the only color thing in in an artsy black and white scene that flies over and kills a puppet t-rex yeah it lands on the t-rex's face and explodes yes and that's that's the beginning and after that we cut to uh our hero teddy rex yeah it turns out that black and white scene was a dream he was having yeah because this world also establishes that fucking dinosaurs have a psychic link yeah all dinosaurs have a psychic link connecting each other uh they also they never get into why they brought back elephants and raccoons and junk but when they brought back dinosaurs they came back like vegetarian intelligent and and desiring of clothing yeah that's just never addressed i I want to know why that this guy was like okay i'm gonna bring back something i'm gonna clone dinosaurs that's red however this is coming out like three years after jurassic park did so i've learned my lesson one year we're not gonna put actual for realsies dinosaurs out there Mm -hmm. what i'm gonna do is make barney level dinosaurs yeah just crappy little dinosaurs uh teddy rex so he wakes up out of bed he starts going through his daily routine and he is doing bargain basement you know non-stop talking to himself rodney dangerfield style comedy in here and he's like okay well, he doesn't talk like that at all he more he, he more just sort of has a generic normal guy voice but he keeps trying to do impressions that that is also a thing that keeps happening through this movie where i guess the actor was like hey let me do some voices and they're like you are terrible at them but let me do them it's george newburn who who is a a relatively well-respected actor and voice actor from that from around the 80s and 90s but it's trash here oh it's weird yeah and he's just sort of going through the motions of okay now i gotta pick out a shirt 
shirt. All right, a shirt, a shirt, a shirt. Here we go. I'm going to pick out this shirt because I think it makes me look good. Ooh, and time to shave. Nope, don't don't have any hair on my face. Any, yeah, oh, never do. Okay, got, here we okay, go. Okay, let's get in the shower. Oh, I'm a shower and I'm a shower and I'm a rub-a-dub-dub. And you're like, dude, okay, I get it. You don't need to narrate your morning routine. So that we figured out you can talk and you wear clothes already. We're up to speed. <laughs> we get it. You're I a love, dinosaur that is basically a dude. I love my dog. Watch him do a trick. There he goes. Okay, got to get to work. Here we go. Ooh, cookies. Cookies, cookies, cookies. Oh, yeah, he loves cookies. And that'll come up several times throughout the course of the film. That is a defining trait of Theodore Rex loves cookies. The other thing, Theodore Rex is a T-Rex, and you know, in the dinosaur show, most of the dinosaurs didn't really look like their dinosaur of choice, but they did do the T-Rex thing here where they gave him the elongated snout and the long tail and all that, yeah. and, where he's leaned way forward, and it's amusing because what they had to do with his little claw arms is they have him holding them together in his like lap all the time. He looks like those pictures of baby pangolins. Huh. Like, like at any given time, he's gonna, oh, excuse me, sir, may I add another coal to the fire? It's so frightfully cold. Uh, and that uh, that long tail thing is going to also be just the worst running gag through this of like, oh, can't control my tail. If I turn anywhere, it knocks things over. It's two different running gags, and, and the two of them run counter to each other, and it's really annoying. Because on the one hand, his tail just smacks things around and knocks them over all the time, even though he lives in a world where there are lots of T-Rexes. Yeah, well. So you'd think that they'd be built around this sort of idiocy. Nah, man, they're fairly recent-ish. Yeah. But the other thing is that anytime he draw, they draw attention to his tail, he's some sort of weird master of it. Oh, yeah. Because in, like, the same scene, he'll show up somewhere and, like, walk around and knock over, like, little end tables and things and be like, oh, sorry, whoop, and then, like, trip a dude and he falls over, but then also go, oh, I need to get a guy's attention, and he'll, like, tap him on the shoulder with his tail. I like that one shot where he's he's in the frame on the left, of stage left of the guy he needs to distract, and then from stage right of a 10-foot wide shot, approaches the tip of his tail and pokes this guy and i'm like what the fuck are you is it coming around behind the camera what are we doing here <laughs> did, yep did he hire another t-rex to do this uh <laughs> and that's just the kind of bullshit camera trickery that's going to look stupid and distract you all the way through this bullshit film not like you needed distracting because this is nonsensical and slow yeah he uh after getting ready for his day by getting dressed in I don't know, the shittiest outfit possible and eating a cookie, he's going to go check on that thing he had a dream about. He's wearing a, like an orange hoodie and blue slacks and stuff. He looks like if they took the dog from a sitcom and made a cartoon about it. Huh. If they were like, all right, Punky Brewster's dog, you're going to star in your own cartoon. Wow. That's what he looks like. He really does. I. Uh, but so he go. He heads off. Oh, no. Here's what happens. He wakes up in the morning, scared from the dream, and immediately calls a police station. And he says, hi, I, 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 this is Teddy Rex. I'm tactically a police officer. Is anything weird happening? I got a bad feeling. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, there was definitely like a weird murder downtown today. It was a dinosaur. And, and it, it's it, the first time a dinosaur has ever been killed. Anyway, no one seems to care, though. And he's like, I'm on it. And they're like, no. No, no, you're not. You haven't been assigned to that case. Hey, you know, we're uh, we're not dispatching you to that, so nope. Please don't say you're on it. That's not the way this works. <laughs> you uh, you actually get jobs from us. You don't just call in and ask to do a thing. But what happens is he, he does take that to heart because his first destination isn't the crime scene. It's a party where the police commissioner is. And just like everything else in this movie, apparently once they brought dinosaurs back, everyone got obsessed with archaeology. See, I think, I think you have this backwards. He went to the thing and then... Then went there to ask if he could do he, it. No, because when he goes back, he goes back with help. He has he has Whoopi with him at that point. When he no, finally, the first time he goes, he asks that oh. one cop who's there. God, who cares, John? Who gives one fuck? Hey, you're the one who wants to do this scene by scene. <laughs> if you fine. want to do it chronologically, then by God, we will do it chronologically. All right, fine, we're doing it chronologically. Yeah, you piece of shit. We're both, we're both crossing our arms right now. <laughs> you I'm, fuck. This is the first time I've actually been engaged in the process of making this episode <laughs> yeah. since I've been shut down brutally about making my fun Luigi jokes. <laughs> Yeah, man, if I can't get you engaged and happy, then I'll get you engaged and angry. <laughs> so, he, so he fucking goes to the crime scene and sees a dead dinosaur, and he's like, oh, I knew of this guy because all Rexes know each other. And then he's like, I know. I'll, I know how I'll get on this case. I'll go bother the police commissioner at the archaeological policeman commissioner ball thing. That's definitely a fucking thing that's happening. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's held by our main villain is the guy who's in charge of, like, New Genesis? Uh-huh, and if you want to see a dude who whispers with a bad French accent, he's your man. <laughs> if you want to never understand a word a character in a movie has ever said, he's the guy. I absolutely love it, because he's 
completely unintelligible for half of his lines. Mm-hmm. And with him is uh, Juliet Landau, who you might know as Drusilla from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh-huh. And the movie decides to really focus in on making fun of her accent instead. Yeah, well, only insofar as there's one time where Whoopi Goldberg does her accent. Oh, no. It's, and and, and so Teddy does the, makes so does fun Teddy. of her and yeah, does but, it on like multiple occasions. But this other guy, he's like, oh, hello. Welcome to New Genesis. I am the bad guy. <laughs> he just sounds like Senior Card Gauge. <laughs> and, and, and at no point does anyone go like, uh, hey, I, I'm sorry, what did you say? Except for people who are watching the film. Yeah. And he's like, oh, welcome to the bush, Melista. <laughs> Would you like a free bag of minivans? Yeah. And, and they're like, what? What the fuck did he just, did he just offer me a bag of minivans? Sever your leg, please, sir. It's the greatest day. <laughs> just what? So he is, he's completely unintelligible. And it feels like they added uh, Drusilla to the movie just to say shit when this guy can't. Yeah. Because, you know, at least she is concise and clear and you can tell what she is saying. Yeah, she's speaking with what I think is her real accent. Yeah. Her British accent. So she she has a sort of that clipped London British accent and, and, and uh, is very decipherable. But when they meet her, they're like, ooh, hello, could I please see the queen indeed? Ooh, <laughs> oh, I can't believe that's what we're going to be doing mm, now. Time for tea, what, what? And they're like, what? How come you're not making fun of that weird French whisper man? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can't do his voice <laughs> no one can uh so basically teddy gets into this archaeological policeman's ball by showing his badge and then he starts swinging his tail around and being a big idiot and running afoul of various goons of the bad guy well it, i mean of course he has to run afoul of snooty waiter man yeah was, that's that's what happens when you get into one of these balls yeah but there's also i don't even remember who, who this guy the, the bad guy has a random goon who's like connected to the police department he was the ball the blonde guy with the glasses yeah no he's uh, one of the policemen who is under his, like, thumb, mm-hmm. but he's like, oh, hey, Commissioner, you should definitely put Theodore Rex on this case, because uh, that'll be great PR for the department if a dinosaur solves a dino crime. Yeah, but it turns out that he's in the pocket of Big Whisper Frenchman, because his whole idea is, I'll put the worst possible cop on this case, and then no one will solve it. Yeah. So uh, he talks the police commissioner into giving Teddy the job. Meanwhile, Teddy is saying, Cookies, 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 cookies! Oh, cookies, 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 cookies! For, what do you want to say, John? Half an hour? <laughs> I mean, at least about a good three, four days. Yeah. yeah, something like that. While he packs his shirt and pockets and hat with cookies. Because he loves cookies, you see, and he would like cookies. You see, he is he's crazy for cookies. Yeah, now, in English, we say he's cookie crazy. Uh, but I like to think more in the German sense, that w- in which he is... Uh, seeking of cookies which because that way it's less about his debilitation and more about the object of his interest it, it helps to humanize this dinosaur character uh w- with his cooking schmertz good <laughs> thank you yeah uh so he desires he is desirous of cookies yes he he very much is now meanwhile uh we cut to Whoopi goldberg wearing an outfit that is very clearly uncomfortably tight <laughs> Yeah, the the weird thing for me is the style for her and most of the police department feels very much like they were going for a Judge Dredd thing. And you mm-hmm. get that as well in the feel of the city itself. Whenever you get shots, it's supposed to look kind of grimy, kind of run down. We have the whole, you know, backplot of all of these uh, species going extinct. So it's supposed to kind of be reminiscent of that, like, Judge Dredd-esque future. Uh Uh-huh. So right down to the point where she's wearing a black rubber bodysuit that has black Lilu from the Fifth Element straps over it, and she just looks, like, visibly uncomfortable. Like, anytime you have to watch Whoopi Goldberg walk in this movie, she's walking like she's pregnant because of how how much she's being forced into waddling by this outfit. Yeah, it's... It's, it is just a an outfit that makes no sense it looks for like anyone. It looks like it's a medically prescribed thing for posture correction. <laughs> she's just like, yes, I am quite stiff and uncomfortable. You are under arrest. She has a partner that she's talking to, uh, and the two of them are getting ready to witness and then intercept some sort of crime. Yeah, and she is just fresh back onto the force because... She was taken off to get some of her mods tweaked, which we also find out that this is a future where, in addition to cloning, we've got, like, weird bio mods. Uh-huh. So Though she that is... never comes up for the point where they're like, oh, what do you have? Yeah, they, they never, never say, talk about it. Oh, I've got, like, an enhanced vision mod or a, a reflexes mod or anything. They just say that she has them. The closest we get it. is in the climax of the film when she gets shot. She doesn't, like, fall down dead. She just starts sparking and stands there while her system repairs itself. Yeah, she's like, oh... 
I'm fine, but I got shot right in, right in the mods. Yeah, like, that's not that's, the that's closest, not how that works. That's the closest we get. Uh, otherwise, we do we do identify that that her type of wetware that she has installed has made her what everyone calls a gun. Yeah, um, which is weird because very frequently she will let everyone know that she is not a gun. Yeah, she is not a gun. Even though, as she consistently points out to people, the gun is good. Yeah, it's weird that she does both of those movies. <laughs> it's weird that yeah. all of these show up. Uh huh. <laughs> And then at a certain point, she offers to teach people the way of the gun, which is, it, it, it's really which is, confusing. Which is odd, because that, that came out, like, some years later, I think? Yeah, but it's weird. She she seems highly prescient of it. At one point, she offers to fuckstart someone's head. <laughs> and there it is, the only line from the way of the gun. There you are. That's it. <laughs> Someone's going to write in and tell me that's not from the way of the gun, and I'll be sad. Yep, you will be. <laughs> it's okay, folks. You can't hurt me. I'm already pretty sad. <laughs> Uh, I watched Theodore Rex. So, so, go ahead. They are on a stakeout, apparently, to get someone, but instead they find a rollerblading cyborg that is being chased down by... A semi-truck. ...trash golems with green eyes in a, tr- like, trash truck. Uh-huh. So, basically, we have a sort of generic villain for the henchmen, for the, for the villains of the movie, which are these dudes who kind of look like Rastafarian trash ghosts. Uh, it's like if you took the uh, that sort of bush camo mm-hmm. and then made them all wear like just leotards and night vision goggles. They all look like if you were at a haunted house of the Sea World and you you found the ghost who who was drowned in in uh, fishnets. Yeah, uh, and, and they just look ridiculous, except for their leader, <laughs> except for their legs, which look amazing in those fishnets. <laughs> Uh, their leader is Bud Court. Bud Court, the only one that you can see the face of. And boy, do you ever wish you couldn't, because, you know, even in his best days, Bud Court, Bud Court kind of looks like an Ugnaught. It is amazing to me how much that they were like, oh, we need to save money on, we would have to pay more if we put an actor's face on screen. Mm-hmm. We'd have to pay more if we used an actor's voice to do a line. So all of the henchmen that aren't Bud Court just go, yeah, and they basically they are laughing all the time. They're like, hee hee, woohoo, woohoo, ha all the time, like fucking Mickey getting blown. And and it, it but the thing is, that's the only noise they make, and it's just played on sampled loops. So even when they're getting beat up or chased or whatever, they're just doing that. Yeah, it's it's just weird gremlin noises in the background of just Exactly. It's just, he, he's right. It just sounds like random gremlins doing random gremlin things. Uh, but Bud Court can speak in a high-pitched... Well, <laughs> I mean, as much as Bud Court can speak. Bud Court kind of sounds like he's trying to do a lich voice in a D&D game or something. So he's just sort of, yes, hi, I, I definitely caught your villain. It's, I'm not doing that right, am I? No, I don't no, know. It's a weird voice. He does a very squeaky, high-pitched thing. He has one eye and he they didn't have the money to paint him green. So instead, anytime Bud Court's on screen, they light him green oh yeah they're like look we're gonna save on so much body paint by just having a green filter on any light that you appear under which is amusing because it means that anytime he's on screen with someone they are also lit green yes it's almost like he just emits green light it is a very (laughs) weird choice anyway they kidnap this random rollerblader dude uh and that's enough evidence for uh for Whoopi goldberg otherwise oh gosh what's her character's name she says it constantly. Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, Katie Coltrane. Katie Coltrane uh, for her and her her uh, police partner to go after the truck, which they do by doing that. I'm going to fire a grappling thing so I can swing down near the truck routine. Yeah, uh, and then they sort of fall into the truck and get in fights. And the the, <laughs> the, the worst is when fucking Whoopi drops into the back of this truck where there are this guy that they kidnapped and a bunch of these henchmen. She decides that what she's going to do is shtick for five minutes first. Uh huh. She's all like. Oh, Oh, look, it's you, Spinner. I haven't seen you in a while. And it's like, no, just start arresting them. What are you doing? Hey, guys, I thought we'd have some fun times. You know, I got a gun. It looks like you guys got guns. We all got guns. We're friends here. I'm like, just stop. Stop, Whoopi. What are you doing? No one needs you to shtick right now. Meanwhile, the partner has come to the cab of the truck where a giant woman is punching him. And you only see her for like two seconds at a time, but she gets three different credits in this movie. (laughs) Uh, Because she is on the crew in some capacity. She's credited as the truck driver, and she's also credited as a stunt double great so uh that was pretty impressive uh but uh she's just sort of she sort of punches him off the truck and then bud court playing again spinner the toad uh basically flips a table and everyone starts shooting at each other and it all ends with Whoopi goldberg getting shoved out of the uh the back of the truck on a table which she 
surfs to safety. Yeah, and they they get the guy, though he is already dead. Yeah, they, they manage to rescue the dead guy. Uh, the truck crashes and bursts into flames, but the, the spinner toads and all that get away. Yeah. So uh, so that's what that's going on about. Uh, meanwhile, back at the, uh, at, at the archaeological super party museum for cops time, uh, they give... Teddy, the assignment of you're going to go after the killer of that T-Rex you you uh, you know about, and we're assigning you a partner, Katie Coltrane. Yeah, and Katie is, is racist. racist against dinosaurs. That's that, that's her thing. Boy, she's so dino racist. I, and you know what? I'm I'm going to be clear here. So am I. Have to, having seen this movie, fuck <laughs> fuck dinosaurs. I mean, not dinosaurs. Fuck these dinosaurs. Yeah, just just these dinosaurs in particular. Just just any dinosaur in this film. Uh, I mean, I I would have to imagine it would be the same if it happened now. If someone's like, guys, we cloned dinosaurs, and you're a big fan of dinosaurs. I am. You love dinosaurs. They're like, look, we cloned them. However, we turned them into chumpy schmucks over here. Look, he's wearing big sneakers. Oh goodness, he I likes hate him. Cookies. Uh, he loves cookies. Oh, oh my gosh, how many different action movie impressions is he going to do? <laughs> oh, at least six. Oh, he'll never stop doing those. <laughs> no, we built that into his DNA matrix. He thinks he's Arnold. Uh, don't, I, don't worry, we mixed a little Robin Williams in with him, so he won't stop. He'll just do this. Oh, and, and also, any of the ones that aren't T Rexes are completely unrecognizable. They're just generic monsters of no, no particular description yeah i think i think i saw one that was like you're basically a triceratops there's definitely one that's a monoceratops and i'm pretty sure there's a styracosaur but also there's one that's just a tooth monster oh yeah i loved tooth monster yeah the one that was just like what are you uh i'm basically like an angler fish mixed with a small lizard it's not like they give him any dialogue he just kind of goes <laughs> which incidentally is the reason that you, most people are right to hate dinosaurs in this movie because in order to make sure that people know they're dinosaurs and to think they're funny they just constantly make noise well yeah because you can't have anyone actually say words because then you have to pay that actor yeah which means you have a scene where fucking the two of them go to a dino bar and there's a dino who's into humans yeah the monoceratops and instead of him being like hey baby what's up he just sits in a corner and goes I'm like, dude, you're flooding it. You're flooding it. No, no, stop. No, he's he's just doing the Jeff Goldblum laugh. <laughs> you uh, you, you in, dig uh, up dinosaur bones. You interested in this uh, dinosaur bone? <laughs> no, I wish he was doing that. Uh, I mean, that would have been the best joke they could have done because this movie was one year after Jurassic Park. This movie was definitely rushed to finish when uh -huh. they were like, oh, Jurassic Park. People like dinosaurs now. Let's go. Let's go. What it's, kind of dinosaur can we do? It's part of a little tiny mid-90s wave of these that include things like Carnosaur and Tammy and the T-Rex uh, that are just sort of, oh my god, Jurassic Park is the most successful movie ever made. Let's make 15 more. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but but boy, is this ever... Well, I, I don't know. I've seen Tammy and the T-Rex as well. <laughs> this Those two are definitely the nadir. Well, yeah. Okay, so um, the two of them get assigned to be partners. Whoopi Goldberg's response is, I, I want to say, but he's a dinosaur 50,000 times? Is yeah. that 50,000? Is yeah, that right? I would say says, but he's a dinosaur about as many times as there Theodore are wants a cookie. Yeah, no, I'd say she says, but he's a dinosaur about as many times as there are stars in the sky. <laughs> in fact, she's still saying it to this very day. Every time a baby smiles. <laughs> I I need to do that every time a baby smiles. But he's a dinosaur. <laughs> Dinosaurs don't smile. <laughs> Why am I turning it into Tom Hanks from A League of Their Own? Uh, There's nothing in the rule book that says dinosaurs can smile. There's nothing in the rule book that says a dinosaur can't play yes, baseball. Yes, there is. This is right here. No dinosaurs. Very weirdly specific. <laughs> No one's read this rule book. It's 3,000 pages long. <laughs> There's, there is way more rules than you think. <laughs> this game is actually impossible to play if you follow all of these. <laughs> there are at least several pages that are contradictory within themselves. Did you know that if you hit a triple, you technically stop on free parking and collect the sales tax from the previous round of rolls? <laughs> this game will never end. <laughs> Wait, which one of these umpires is supposed to be the banker? <laughs> Baseball plus Monopoly, a game so lethally boring, it was originally considered a war crime. Uh, so, uh, so they get together. And they go in, into a fucking Theodore Rex's stupid car. Uh, he's got a, a giant, dumb car that 
It's like mostly roller coaster. Yeah, like it's the seatbelt is a bar that comes down mm-hmm. and just for one gag has a passenger seat that can be raised. Yeah, so if he's riding around with a human, uh, because he, of course, sits quite high because he doesn't actually sit down and cannot. He has to drive his car standing. Uh, th- he can raise her up to his head level, uh, which instead he hits the button to do so and it bonks her into the ceiling. And we get some of that classic uh, Whoopi Goldberg witticisms from this movie in the form of gets me down and that is every whoopee joke in, in this film is her angrily stating simple things oh yeah the, the amount of times where you're like i'm not sure if this is a written joke or if whoopee goldberg is just very angry that she is on this set no a lot of this appears with with her wearing that outfit that they definitely had to talcum her into uh that that she is visibly distraught irritated and working to get through the scenes like there are times where she's talking to like teddy's like can you just move your tail out of the way and i'm like i don't know if that was written into the script or if she was talking to the actor in the suit and was just pissed off i'd say half her dialogue with him is her giving him instructions about how to move without bumping into things because she's literally talking to the actor in the suit yeah there's a part where they have to two of them have to get into a jeep to go somewhere and she's like okay if you could just all right step up there all right i'm gonna come in around on this side all right right. move move your butt to the left move your okay one step okay i'm gonna hold on here there we go all right okay we can go and it's like there's no way that was dialogue that that is literally just Whoopi trying to push through the scene (laughs) and they kept it in the movie because there is nothing good in this movie so why not i mean she is about as visibly upset as blade is in blade or trinity <laughs> wesley snipes in blade trinity where he like refuses to open his eyes yeah for oddly scenes enough and stuff. whoopi goldberg never opens her eyes in this movie <laughs> they just cgi'd it in they didn't even bother to cgi it she's walking around eyes closed <laughs> If Patton Oswalt had been in the cast of this movie, and I'm not saying he isn't, uh, <laughs> then he would have already done a sev- several really good comedy routines about how mad she was. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not saying that he wasn't that horny dinosaur that just went... It's a pretty good cast. Yeah. I would have I accepted it. He also Patton Oswalt as a horny dinosaur is perfect casting. Yeah, it's the the only better Patton Oswalt casting is MODOK. Yeah. It's it's the best casting ever, and anyone who thinks anyone else should be MODOK is wrong, and fight me. <laughs> fight me in real life. Meet me outside in 20 minutes if you want an ass whooping. Uh-huh, because Patton Oswalt is MODOK, and it's the best. I, I just Shut up. I know he was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Stop. <laughs> just stop. No one gives a fuck about Agent Billy through Zilly Koenig or whatever the fuck. There's shit. He should be MODOK. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Okay, so uh, they go on a dumb ride in their dumb car. To uh, to to Dumsville to the Natural History Museum where they are performing an autopsy on the dinosaur that was killed. Yeah, because that's where you send your dinosaur for an autopsy is the Natural History Museum. Because they haven't put up uh, facilities yet for dinosaur doctors or whatever. I guess dinosaurs. Li- he literally is in the first generation of cloning no, dinosaurs. No, it, it, he is literally the first dinosaur to die, not just be killed, but yeah. just dead. Yes. So they have never dealt with this. So they get there and everyone is stymied by the fact that this dinosaur is dead. No one knows how the hell it happened. They say an explosion went off in his face but that's as close as they've been able to get uh and then teddy says oh well would you please excuse me for a second i need to solve this problem and he starts going (laughs) and so on yeah you hurt yourself trying to do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so uh i'm sorry (laughs) yeah he starts making the uh the noises of the guys from the dark crystal he's just like oh and holding his hand over this dead guy and then the crystal cracked and uh, and eventually he's like, oh, I know what happened. And he, and he just, just shoves his hand into that like dead dinosaur's face and pulls out part of a butterfly. And it's like, oh, come on now. This dinosaur is currently getting an autopsy. You're telling me they didn't check his mouth and nose when the first thing they say is, oh, an explosion went off in his face? Yeah, an explosion went off in his face, but I've mostly just been eating for the past three hours. So. I also dislike dinosaurs. <laughs> It's look, they cloned dinosaurs. It was really exciting for about the first year or so, and then everyone realized how sticky they are. And then we just realized we had to incorporate them into society because instead of cloning, you know, like two or three, you cloned a society of them for some reason. And for some reason, some borscht belt managed to get into their DNA. And let me say, when they walk into the Natural History Museum, there are the bones of four reals, actual size dinosaurs in there. And you're like, hold on, wait a minute. Let's pause on this. You can't, you can't have your dinosaur. Dinosaurs be human-sized, and then also show us that dinosaurs aren't that size. Yes. Uh, now, this, this is a great moment, by the way, when 
they walk in and they're passing their way through the museum because for some reason he also can connect mentally with the bones of these dinosaurs can theodore rex and he's like oh wow i can feel that guy's energy as he says they're passing a real t-rex and she's like you have a connection with him well i not so much that they can talk to me but i can kind of understand their feelings and i'm like all right first of all that's bullshit fossils contain no dinosaur there's there's stones made in the shape of old dinosaur bones but but second uh, do we it's just bullshit because this is one of the two or three scenes in the film where theodore rex kind of evokes the emotional message of the film where he's like yeah they're telling me i can do anything i want and that's why i have to follow my dream and become a great detective yeah the dinosaurs of old they they inspire me to to be what i can be i'm like uh no detective commissioner you're the one who taught me that i should follow my dreams and that's why you should give me this case it happens a lot where he says random inspirational things that have nothing to do with anything and then just pushes forward in the movie yeah i but god fuck a fucking annoying scene so they they send off uh, a tail print of the dead dinosaur uh via some sort of green glowing fax machine to determine who it was yeah and it uh, turns was, out it's oliver rex oliver rex uh a- address of residence prehistoric place <laughs> good which i guess is the only place dinosaurs live yeah i don't i don't know if they were like hey we started cloning dinosaurs and we got we just got really into it for a weekend and we've got like maybe a hundred they really need a place to stay because we're not going to keep them here on our giant compound that can house animals uh if you could build some tenements and maybe a nightclub for them and call the street prehistoric place that'd be great anyway bye we're new genesis basically we have an artificially constructed toontown for dinosaurs to live in it has one address because the next place they go when they have to go to prehistoric place to do investigation is a big old nightclub that is at prehistoric place yeah it's just the street that's the only street yeah and that's what you get to live on and that's the scene where we get to watch Whoopi goldberg get hit on by random dinosaurs uh we get to meet the movie's one flaming gay dinosaur i guess uh, that one's that one's rough <laughs> uh every because th- this scene is where they just haul out all the shitty costumes they had to spare just sort of have extra shake them in the background while a cacophony of Rrr, Rrr, is played yeah and uh they discover a couple of basic details but most importantly uh we get introduced to the dinosaur love interest of the film and we get the jessica rabbit of dinosaurs yeah except her name is uh what missy missy molly 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 rex yeah molly rex voiced by carol kane god damn it i just feel bad for her that's a shining light in the film to hear carol kane's voice at all and i'm like oh carol kane yay i mean oh i mean oh at least her face isn't in this yeah and she does she of course because it's a bad movie and for some reason bad movies are always obsessed with casablanca she's a torch singer yeah and not just not only that but there's also several scenes where teddy does casablanca style accents yep this won't amount to a hill of beans in my town yeah you're just like uh why why does every bad movie reference casablanca all of them it's like 90 percent of the bad movies we watch has a casablanca moment in it yeah and i don't get why 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 don't they like any other good old movie <laughs> Because it's the only one they know of. They don't actually like it. They've probably never even seen Casablanca. They've just seen other bad movies that have Casablanca bits in them. It's Cargo Cult at this point. Yeah, they're like, well, look, I'm making a shitty movie. I've got to reference Casablanca at some point. It's a requirement. I absolutely have to. Like, you'd expect to maybe see a North by Northwest or a Vertigo reference or something at some point. Never happens. Always Casablanca. Yep, that's it. Because otherwise you can't get your shitty director's license. (laughs) That's literally what it is. Would you like to be an Alan Smithy? You have to watch Casablanca with your eyes taped open it's the casablanca vico technique uh it's uh the two of them split are, up are gonna question her and so she fucking uh what's her nuts coltrane is like oh, i'm gonna go check on that dead guy why don't you go home and he drives then he drives his dumbass car and gets his car stripped out from under him while by he's the driving toad men yeah oh my god that scene he's just sort of waving at him and trying to get him loose and and for more than half of the whole scene he thinks they're his friends because he's just the biggest fucking idiot ever so he's just like hi oh no little men are on my car what do you guys need hey little man what are hey. you doing that's dangerous oh watch out now oh no you guys are hurting things i don't think you mean to please stop and by the end when they're like you know filling the remnants of his car with shaving cream he's like i hate this so eventually he calls for backup katie shows up and she's like why didn't you just pull your gun and he's like i don't believe in violence that's right i believe in peace 
and I'm I'm a vegetarian dinosaur, and that's the big thing. That's the that's the message, I guess. You know what happens when you don't believe in violence and don't carry your gun, and you're a police officer? <laughs> yeah, little trash golems take apart your car. You that's are what happens. fired. <laughs> It's a requirement of the job. That's why you have to turn in your gun and your badge. <laughs> That's what he did. He was like, oh, I'm going to preemptively turn in my gun and badge in case anyone fires me. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, it makes it real easy to fire me if you want to. <laughs> and once again, let me reiterate, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm bad at my job and everything else. So anyway, she yells at him for a bit, realizes that he is an anti-violence vegetarian police T-Rex. And the next day, they meet at the police station to get a new car. They need to get a new car and a new outfit for teddy yeah so which, oh my god this is it's just two shtick routines it's the worst scene in the movie for me probably I, bar none i don't know if it beats the the inter the interrogating the man in the bag scene i mean that's also pretty bad but honestly jesus so okay they they have to do a couple different things at the police station they also need to figure out what was going on with that chunk of butterfly they found in the dead dinosaur but first they need to requisition a new car for teddy which should be obvious because he's a police officer so getting a new car when his car gets blown up in the line of duty is like yeah of course they're gonna give him one that's how police work it's not like if you're a school bus driver and your bus gets blown up you have to go through a humiliating parade of shit to get your next bus they need you to drive yeah <laughs> but like, hey i am on a very large and important case because this is the first ever dino side you think you might give me some resources but no the guy who's like handing out cars goes well i don't know so what he does is he's like well hang on let me try my terrifying routine he's like give me that car i'll bite your head Arr. and then for some reason Whoopi slides right into nice cop and she's like hey we talked about that. We said you weren't going to bite people because she hates this movie and doesn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and then they back off for a second and come back in with Teddy trying out six different action movie accents. So if you would like to hear a dinosaur do oh, Arnold. No, he doesn't and... do the action movie stuff until they're going to go to the man in the bag. Oh, okay. Fair enough. What they do at this point then is they go off to get him a new outfit. The, the world that this takes place in is confusing as fuck i don't understand what's going on because they go down into like the basement of the police precinct and teddy stands on what looks like a star trek teleporter and a policewoman hits buttons and like teleports clothes onto him now we don't know if this works on non-dinosaurs or if their dinosaurs can get dressed any other way. But basically, he just stands there, and she puts him into stereotypical haha outfits. Yeah, like, he goes down, he's like, hey, I need a, a new outfit, one that actually looks like I'm a police officer, instead of just, like, some very weird comedian, because I'm in, like, a fucking baggy Cosby sweater and slacks. Big ol' orange hoodie on top. He looks like if a dinosaur was a character in Jet Set Radio. Yeah, and for some reason... <laughs> The fucking lady in charge of this not only is going to fuck with him by being like, oh, the first button I hit is you get that, like, uh, horn to helm opera lady costume. And, of course, every time she puts him in a different costume, he has to then immediately be like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. Yeah, he's doing shtick, and we can't tell if the machine makes him do shtick. I'm like, I don't know if this machine has zapped you into an opera singer as well as the clothes, or if you're so into the shtick that you are unwilling to go, hey, stop. It put me in police clothes. No, it's. I think it's literally that that comedy is so ingrained in his DNA, like shitty hacky comedy, that he can't not do it. Oh yeah, he like hates himself for it while he's doing it, where he's just like kill the rabbit. God, oh, I fucking hate my kill the rabbit. <laughs> just could you just teleport on clothes that make me dead? <laughs> the I mean, of course, the film has to have him in a giant mustache and sombrero. And oh yeah, and he's like, oh no, I do not like these. Thank, thank you, movie, for the the racist Mexican joke good job movie you did it yep and then uh let's see what else does we he get do? scottish we get yeah i think he does jamaican at one point yep yeah so it's just a cavalcade of crap it was basically like the actor was like hey man let me do some some accents i got some shit i'm working on let me just do whatever and they went okay sure we'll put stupid clothes right, on your dumb you... dino look the nice thing about putting clothes on this dino is we can't see him pulling his eyes back when he does a stereotypical chinese one <laughs> the uh <laughs> 
My other question for this, is, in addition to, all right, we live in a world where you can teleport clothes onto people, and why aren't we using this technology for anything else, is why does the, poli- the police machine for new uniforms have the option of fucking opera singer into it? And it's like the first button, yeah, what, what's going on there? Like, how do I go to my quick dial and the first three options are like, opera singer, racist Mexican outfit, and racist Jamaican outfit? Hey, we didn't, we didn't establish, like, for sure that this isn't set in some future Gotham City where all the villains are basically like opera themed and stuff. (laughs) Then why would you want to put someone in that in the police force? Undercover work. Uh, But if you go in as the the fat lady who sings, then the fat lady, who is obviously the name of the criminal who is Mm -hmm. opera themed, is going to murder you. (laughs) Well, I didn't say they were good cops. That's why there's always a Batman. (laughs) There's always a Batman. Yeah, because otherwise you got to deal with all these bumbling opera cops. (laughs) These goddamn bumbling opera cops. That's your problem, John. The goddamn bumbling opera cops. But no, eventually they put him in the outfit that is perfect for what he needs, which is indistinguishable from what he got on the platform in in the first place. Yeah, his baggy sweater turns into a tighter sweater, and instead of just being like a big orange mess of yarn, it looks like a Cosby sweater. Mm -hmm. So it's got that like blue and red and yellow pattern thing going. Mm -hmm. Orange hoodie still. Still the orange hoodie, still blue pants, still sneakers. It is the literal exact same outfit. They just made his get a better sweater. (laughs) It's the get a better sweater button. It's right there next to Opera Copper. (laughs) Ah, yeah. The get a better sweater button. Now at Nordstrom's. (laughs) So, uh, so, god damn it. And I don't understand why they didn't put him in a police uniform. Yep. Went through all of this with the knowledge that, yes, we can put him in weird, stupid outfits, but not like a cop's outfit. Like, that's not one of the buttons in the police station machine that gives you new clothes. But anyway, while he's begging and pleading with this lady to stop pressing random clown buttons, uh, Whoopi Goldberg is off in another room talking with a scientist who is on a giant mobile chair thing who's like, hey, this uh, this butterfly is an explosive flying robo-butterfly. There's only one man who could build these. We call him the toy maker. Anyway, here's his address. <laughs> Yeah, okay, why do you know where the toy maker is? A guy who makes weird weapons and I think threatens the Flash and Superman? I Yeah, yeah. he's half doll man, half, uh, half toy, toy maker. Man. Yeah, yeah, doll maker, half toy man. Yeah. Uh, okay, but so they go to his fucking building and this is def- This is my least favorite thing that fucking happens in this. Oh, they do get a new car. It's a garbage truck and Teddy has to stand in the garbage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they didn't even fucking clean the garbage out of the garbage truck. No, all they really did was saw out the front part of the garbage container so that he can talk to Whoopi Goldberg. Yep. Which is funny because that means she's also sloshing in garbage. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they drive this thing to... Well, of course she's sloshing in garbage. She is in Theodore Rex. <laughs> true. They drive this thing to the toy maker's building where they have to interrogate the guy who's watching the front desk, a six-foot-high puppet of a gangster hiding in a doctor bag. Uh, if you've ever seen the old puppet master horror films, it is basically like, take one of those puppets, specifically the strongman puppet, mm-hmm. and uh, make him do horrible shtick. And that's what this scene is. Yeah, he's just a little guy in a bag and he does a whole yeah see accent and uh the worst is they're like hey who are you i'm the guy in the bag all right what do you do i'm in the bag yeah they want to see the toy maker the toy maker don't see nobody know how anyway i'm in a bag and then this is my favorite part uh whoopi goldberg threatens to climb into the bag and snatch him to death (laughs) and that's the actual line i'm gonna snatch you to death thanks whoopi thanks what is she talking about is she planning to grab him and think does she think that will kill him or is she planning to to somehow vaginally murder this guy (laughs) yeah i'm gonna get you all up in my guts (laughs) dance around in there (laughs) i don't understand that but that's a that's a direct line from the film and at one point he's like well if you won't deal with me then you'll deal with the worm and then a little (laughs) puppet worm shows up like a little fuzzy worm puppet and they're they're scared of it so they run from it and then it turns into a butterfly i don't even know it's a caterpillar that turns into a butterfly at this point the movie makes zero sense they're talking to puppets they're just sort of they're in a weird dirty building talking to two puppets yeah the movie kind of goes off the rails it's just like before it was a shitty buddy cop film that couldn't quite decide if it wanted to be a noir detective thing or if it wanted to be a comedy buddy cop or if it wanted to be judge dread yeah and then now it's decided nope we're gonna be a weird puppet film and no they've just run out of money and this is what they can do they're like we need this scene to happen and then they finally they make their way past the fucking two puppets and encounter the toy maker who is 
I, he looks just like the guy who played Kano in the Mortal Kombat movies. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not Kano. The guy, uh, uh, what, Shang Tsung. Okay. Yeah, he looks like Shang Tsung. You might even be the guy who played Shang Tsung. I don't know. I was going to say, he doesn't look like the guy who played Kano. He's no. not sitting there like, oh, you're Australian. No, I, I just forgot which Mortal Kombat character I was trying I'm to describe. I'm going to make you smile. He looks like the guy who played. <laughs> to yeah. Get over here! Uh, Mortal Kombat, the first movie, is a fucking gem. It might be the best video game movie. Probably. I mean, I mean it, it's up there with Silent Hill. I was going to say, some of the horror movie adaptations are actually pretty good, but and even then, you got to say some of, because you're talking Silent Hill. Oh, and well, your first Resident Evil, first, first Resident Silent Evil, Hill. Because yeah. you got to be careful not to include Alone in the Dark. Oh, yeah. The fucking Terra Reed vehicle of your nightmares. None of the sequels, because all of the Resident Evil sequels are terrible. Well, they have the, nothing to do with the video games anymore. The Silent Hill sequel is... So amazingly bad. Yeah. So Mortal Kombat 1, that might be the greatest video game movie. And that's what we've decided on. All right. We're good. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We've wrapped it up. That's perfect timing. (laughs) We're all set here. Now they go, they meet this freaking Japanese guy that makes model super butterflies and bluff their way into getting him to sit down at his table uh, by saying that they're cops who want better cop guns. Yeah, that's... That's their whole plan. Their whole, their whole plan. He's like, what are you doing here? You're cops. And they're like, we want bigger guns. And he's like, why would cops want bigger guns? And they're like, because we like big guns. And he's like, all right, we'll come back here and take a look at the guns. So they walk back there. They get back. He sits down, starts showing them guns to look at. And they go, we accuse you of murder. And he's like, oh, well, now I'm going to escape then. He's <laughs> like, what What plan was this? You bluffed your way to get him, getting him to walk back five feet behind his desk? I mean, I can understand if you're like, oh, we wanted to get him to like put his guard down and maybe sit down somewhere. And then I was going to grab him or something obviously his desk is his seat of power get him while he's standing (laughs) his seat of power yeah he'll press the button that does a thing he's a weird inventor yeah that's his whole point yeah but anyway what happens is he immediately falls into a platform hole in the desk while laughing at them and the little wind-up beetle starts walking around and beeping and our heroes back away from it one tiny shuffly step at a time specifically because walking backwards in that t-rex puppet has got to be impossible yeah uh and then the whole building blows up and we get a couple of shtick moments uh uh, notably, the the bag containing the guy in the bag uh, pops open. The guy in the bag sticks his head out and says, I ain't cleaning this up, yuck, yuck, and then goes back in the bag. Yeah, good. I'm glad we checked in with guy in the bag. <laughs> A six-inch tall puppet again. And also, the toy maker escapes and is alive, but we'll never see him again, so who gives a fuck? Oh, no, we do, because they have to question him. Oh, they, they tie him to a table That's and are right. like, tell, yeah, me, tell me what's yeah, going I'm, on. I'm sorry, I completely blanked out because the guy in the bag bit, but he pops up and goes, ha-ha, I escaped. And then, you know, Teddy's tail gets him. Yeah. That's what happens. And they tie him to a pole, and they fart on him and breathe on him and fart on him and until then, he says what he wants. And then Teddy's like, I'm going to bite your head off. I'm going to bite you. And he's like, I don't care about that. And he's like, I'm oh, going to. No, that's what gets him. Oh, is it? I thought it was the fart. No. Okay. He, he does the breath, and that doesn't matter. I thought it was Whoopi. On him. I thought it was Whoopi snatching him. <laughs> Am I wrong? I thought she snatched him until he, until he agreed to talk. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, so uh, all right. But he tells him who the bad guy is, and of course, it's Whispery Frenchman and his British hench, hench helper, who also throughout the course of the movie have been shown in limos going like, "The problem, she is getting le worse. I'll take care of it. Mm, indeed, you shall." And then they threaten their lower henchman. Yeah, the henchmen have been supposed to be like following these two around and doing stuff, but mostly nothing happens, no, and just, it doesn't matter. They just bumble around. But we should probably jump to the final confrontation. Uh, first, we have to introduce the fact that their characters have friends. Uh, Carol Kane's Molly Rex has started sort of dating Teddy Rex, which is the worst thing. Two dinosaurs dating is absolutely the worst. Well, getting entire scenes where it's just two people in awkward, shitty costumes trying to like dance with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, nope, this is terrible. And then there's a little boy who is Whoopi Goldberg's like family friend or something. It's, like- it's a friend that he is trying to set her up with his dad. Yes. So, and we even go to, uh, he's playing street hockey at one point, and they go out to meet him there, and Teddy shows off his amazing hockey, play, hockey playing ability, which is to shoot three balls into the goal with his tail at once. Yep. Uh, but anyway, those two characters who have been introduced are kidnapped. Yeah. I I don't understand why they got kidnapped. Leverage? Yeah. You'd think that. But not kidnapping them would have kept the people off your, the uh, cops off your property. Exactly. Because they only came there to get the people you kidnapped. Because they hear like oh something's going on with like these guys over at like new genesis and then the the people there are like hey we we uh took your your friends we got them yeah stay out of here i'm like you just 
told them that you have the people they like, that that's going to send them over there. What the fuck is... No one has a plan! So, at this point, they decide to raid Bud Court's building, uh, and they do that. They raid Spinner's warehouse, where they, they capture him and force him to fly them to New Genesis in an ultralight glider straight out of Howard the Duck, uh, which is clearly very heavily overloaded with both a T-Rex and a Whoopi Goldberg on it. Yep. Uh... <laughs> But it does its stupid crash scene, and now we have our big confrontation with the villains. Yeah, and that's where the villain Kills. tells them his plan. So we didn't need the opening crawl to no. tell us what it was. But this scene's great because because they all crash into the building. The villain's like, what the fuck are you doing here, Bud Court? And he's like, well, it's not my fault, sir. I, they forced me to bring them here. And they kill him, and then they're like, and lock those two up. Yeah. I'm like, you're willing to kill? Like, we, we know that you want to kill people. Mm -hmm. We know that you don't want them to interfere with what you're doing mm -hmm. you have a gun trained on them right now and yet you're like oh yeah go take that that cop with bio enhancements that's obviously going to want to stop what we're doing and i don't know put her in a cage or something give her the tour yeah just, just walk her around for a bit and they're like in the middle of doing the plan they're like all right we're gonna launch the missile today that puts the world into an ice age and it turns out they actually were killing kidnapping molly rex because that, that was she was the lady t-rex clone and the reason that they don't want to kill uh teddy rex is because he's going to be the boy t-rex clone yeah they're like oh or, we'll have a pair of mated rexes yeah um whoopi goldberg though they're just giving her the tour before they kill her off it's very weird and she of course immediately disables the person who was trying to put her into the fucking cage yeah uh let's see teddy gets into a brief fight with drusilla but he just sort of bonks her into a room and turns on the freezing machine so she just gets frozen in there yeah uh and he lets carol kane out and the two of them have a big old hug scene where they're like yay we're rescued it was like no remember the world's still gonna go into an yeah. ice age and anyone who's not frozen in those rooms is gonna die yeah you you remember how he's shooting a missile to make the earth get fucked up you you should probably should have just gone into the room man and in my favorite example of what do we have on set uh the friend the little boy who was who was a friend of Whoopi goldberg is locked in a cage where he befriends a chimp yeah there's a chimp in there for some reason i don't it doesn't have anything to do with the film although it does escape with them at the end uh it's just some chimp he finds yeah, I mean, it's not around at the end of the movie, so it was just sort of like, hey guys, someone left a chimp here on set. I guess we should use it. Let's just, it's cinema verite, guys. Guys, If there's a chimp it. on the scene, there's a chimp in the movie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there is the fight against like uh our final bad guys the the main weird razor blade ear dude and whisper frenchman takes way too long it's got something to do with throwing grappling hooks at cars and oh yeah it's cause, just a bunch of shit because they ha they like chase after them and they shoot at them in the uh the room where like all the cryo freezer things are and that's when oh god that's he gets disabled she gets disabled uh, and then also teddy gets hit with a bullet but it doesn't seem to do anything to him because he's a t-rex and he's like okay okay i'm gonna stop them while you recover give me your gun and she has i shit you not a 15 fucking minute speech where she explains why he shouldn't use a gun and he was right all along no teddy don't use a gun you need to do this your way without violence you need to do things without guns because guns are guns are bad and instead you're of good. using your gun you should use your head use your heart teddy use the heart that's in your head instead of a gun shoot your head hard at the bad guys out of the hand that is your the barrel of the gun that is your head heart use your brain meets to shoot thought bullets into them <laughs> and, and even he's like this is dumb but then oh. she's like but don't worry because this means you can follow your dreams and he's like my dreams that's the thing i keep mentioning oh hey that's a thing that i've said yeah so they stop the bad guys uh, whatever yeah and then we cut to a, a scene at the end of the movie where teddy's being inducted as a real life police detective yeah he gets a medal from the commissioner and everything yeah and all our favorite characters are there oh new genesis blew up because like a satellite fell on it or something i don't who cares um, <laughs> and then it blew up somehow yeah. and then he's like well now that i'm a detective with a medal i get to pick my own partner Whoopi goldberg say what are you doing for the next 20 years and she's like oh uh, uh star trek the next generation movie appearances and you know uh, comedy stand-ups but i'm gonna become a critically actually i'm gonna egot that's uh that's what's gonna happen oh wait you mean i'm gonna be your partner yeah no that fine yeah, yeah. yeah sure that sounds right that sounds right yeah <laughs> Uh, and uh, then we get credits, and the credits begin with the prophetic phrase delivered across the screen in large Jurassic <laughs> font, see ya. 
See ya. That's the end of the movie. Is just stupid font words. See ya. See ya. The Thanks. end. Thanks. Okay. What a way to end your dumb bullshit uh, we, movie. We made it. The movie. Oh. Yay. So we, that's we had ninety minutes of content. Uh, eighty if you don't count the puppet stuff. <laughs> that's Theodore Rex. Jeff, mm-hmm. Jeff, I'm going to ask you a question right now. I Yeah, I'm sure you are. And I want you to be ready for and, it. And I want you to remember that I'm half-assing this as hard as I can. Oh, I know. Uh-huh. I, I think we all know that. Yeah, although I've had some good lines. Let's be clear here. Let's the, be clear. The, the snatching stuff, that was that was Jeff at his, at his height. <laughs> the better sweater button? Come on now. Yeah, that was good shit. So <laughs> so even when I'm half-assing it, something good comes out. So by, by all means, hit me with your question. Maybe I've got gold in the tube. Jeff, what was your favorite thing in Theodore Rex? Oh, uh, it's definitely the dinosaur uh, funeral scene that we didn't actually get a chance to talk about. Uh, it's like the weird, this is the first generation of dinosaurs. Every dinosaur that, that of this new generation that's alive is still alive, but they have an extraordinarily complicated funereal ritual that they all already know about. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're gonna liquefy the dinosaur and turn them into fertilizer for these uh, flowers, and then you get a flower and it's like he's still with you in this flower that will definitely now die. And there's like a styracosaur priest that, that has the exact voice of the narrator and he's just like hello teddy the important thing is that i am your father (laughs) (laughs) but but uh and if you build it they will come but he 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 seems to have all these funereal rites down already like even though again no dinosaur has ever died before yeah i mean i i don't know when they got together and were like oh yes we as a species are gonna now decide what to happen when one of us eventually dies the best part is that Whoopi keeps trying to ask questions about it they keep shushing her they're like shh come on now this is a funeral show some respect this is the ancient dinosaur way she's like no there's 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 no way that's true funeral (laughs) so i liked that part because it was completely nonsensical good so uh what would you say is your favorite part of the film i gotta say my favorite part of the film is ooh, i kind of i kind of want to go with just related to that the horny dinosaur horny human loving dinosaur is probably the best character that we never followed they up. they mentioned with. The, the the specific fetish that he has is which he's into soft skins yeah because that's what humans are yeah humans are soft skins not scale skins and he's he's got a penchant for that human booty yeah he and loves he ex- humans and he expresses it the only way he knows how by making weird uncomfortable grunts like that one kid on the bus that no one wants to sit near yeah he is definitely Definitely sounding like an engine that just won't turn over, and he's sitting there googling eyes at you. He's definitely the guy on the Greyhound that is clearly invisibly masturbating, but no one is going to say anything about it. <laughs> yes, that's what this dinosaur is. Not even in the bathroom. And if you ask him why he's not in the bathroom, he just goes, eh, occupado. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for asking that helped Uh, yeah (laughs) so i can see that masturbating dino sure yeah that that weird horny dino Mm -hmm. that's what i like that's what i like in my movies you can go ahead and ask me the actual hard question all right what's the worst thing in there oh for christ's sake the worst one pick one John, it was the tone of this book. No, you pick a scene. Mm. You pick <laughs> one thing from this movie that you hated the most. Uh, costume shtick. <laughs> one scene. No, okay, I'm going to leave you the costume robot machine shtick. Okay. Uh, it's, for me, it's definitely the nonsense that's going on with the toy maker and the man in the bag. I, I know that we already talked about it, but it's like, does this movie need a scene where someone built a tiny pup Muppet that, that speaks like a gangster and won't let people into a building to see a guy who wants to sell them guns? Yeah. Like, this dude's a businessman, and this guy's like, no, you can't see him well why not because i'm the man in the bag see and i'm like no this doesn't work this none of this works none of this makes any sense or means anything what is going on yeah and i mean i feel like the movie is very very confused on what it wants to be as Uh i mentioned before but i also don't know who this movie is for no are you trying to aim this at children are you trying to aim this at adults i would say so because it's got a lot of fart jokes in it and also they never say the word fart because teddy is very sensitive like that he says words like butt trumpet yes indeed Uh, no officer coltrane i didn't butt trumpet yeah it like i understand the whole puppet scene would be okay if they had established the world better as being so high tech that like oh yeah i just have robots that do everything but this guy's weird and eccentric such that his robots look like weird toys yeah it is just nonsense but john i mean really what i want what i want to hear here is what is your favorite least favorite thing in this movie i mean it's it's that costume scene where they fucking put him in all of the different costumes and he gets to just do the worst fucking accents ever hack out some basically racist material yeah there's like and the worst part is 
Oh, the racism. But the second worst part is... Probably the sexism. And then the third worst part is... <laughs> the fact that he's bad at the voices. Yes. No, that's that's particularly bad. This is like your uncle doing an accent. Oh, yeah. And it's like someone who's never heard a Jamaican accent trying to do a Jamaican accent. He's like, oh, boy, I like the reggae music. And you're like, what? You sound like the fucking Swedish chef. What <laughs> the shit is this? Hurdy gurdy bort, bort. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> oh, down by the beach. Take the steel drum to the blunderbird. What is? What the fuck is this? Heard you making jerky, chicky, chicky. Yeah, it's <laughs> so awful. It makes no sense at all. He's bad. The scene is bad. It was a bad idea to begin with, and it just gives me more questions about this universe. Well, the fact that, that they, never gets answered. They end the scene with "Why did we do that?" Five minutes of like Highlander and Jamaican and sh- uh, Mexican shtick is. Oh, we needed to change this one character's shirt. Yeah. Oh, we needed to put him in a different sweater. Good. I'm glad. We went through all of that. <laughs> Fuck's sake. There you have it, though. Yeah. So uh, we're going to give this a rating zero to five for each of us. Gives it the rating out of 10. Jeff? Uh, One? One? Maybe? Maybe? Maybe, maybe one. It's the loneliest number. One is the loneliest number, but the problem is that two is also a lonely number, and that's what it'll get if you also give it a one. Yeah, well, that'll be the loneliest number since the number one. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a point five because I hated this. All right. Cool. I really hated this. This made me mad most. I was almost as mad as Whoopi Goldberg was visibly <laughs> yeah yeah you you were basically talking to the movie the same way Whoopi goldberg was and i've done a little bit of research into this movie and seen that the truth is I'm, we're not wrong and we could tell from looking into it but after we watched it i went and looked it up it turns out Whoopi goldberg tried desperately to get out of making this <laughs> she was Excellent. contractually forced to make this movie once she realized what it was and that there was no budget and the people she thought were, were that were, had been promised to be involved were not she tried to get out and she couldn't so she is exactly as angry as she looks <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So you gotta uh, love those. Yeah. So uh, how about you? Uh, I'll give it a one. I mean, it's it's a movie. Eh, I don't know if it's that. <laughs> I mean, just because something is ninety minutes of footage doesn't mean it's a movie. I mean, it it's real bad, but it's it's a one for me. All right, sure. So that gives it a one and a half. One point five out of ten for good old Theodore Rex. Let's close the book on this fucking thing, but- dude. It's it's completely on YouTube. If you would like to see it folks 100 on youtube please don't don't watch it stay away boring yeah so thank you so much for listening we have been movie mastery we will of course be back in a couple of weeks with another episode and if you want to suggest movies for us to watch you can go to r slash system mastery on reddit we've got our big thread there for all of the uh movie suggestions and uh then if you also want you can go on to our system mastery website go to the movie mastery tab and we've got the uh poll for what to watch every month up there man this month we haven't done it yet but it is it is a weird fight between two awful looking movies yeah you got gringos which or gringo whatever it is yeah gringo which for all the world looks like a movie that came out in like 1998 to 2001 oh yeah it it definitely looks like the mexican version of go yeah or the mexican version of the mexican (laughs) or the mexican version of the way of the gun any one of those or very bad things yeah one of those black comedies that you know oh everyone's dark and edgy and they're playing a whole jay moore is in it that kind of when i just keep getting into chase scenes for some reason (laughs) yeah it's a million chase scenes and there's one older guy who plays a surprisingly erudite mafia don (laughs) in this case i'm just describing suicide kings yeah yeah anyway uh, but and then the other one is uh sherlock gnomes which uh or sherlock gnome which stars johnny depp so we don't want to watch it yeah i don't want to watch either of those movies but those are the two that are duking it out right now uh-huh so in two weeks we're gonna be reviewing one of those uh-huh uh so you can go ahead to the website and vote for that uh and other than that if you like what we do here you want to support us we do have a patreon over at patreon.com slash system mastery you can go ahead and support us however you want uh if you listen to our other shows system mastery expounded universe uh we do have bonus content for that at the uh one and two dollar levels yeah you can get as many as six bonus podcasts a month it's an amazing way to hear yet more of our dumb hacky comedy. Yeah, we do. Folks, take too my much wife. content. Take my wife, please. Take take my wife. Yeah, take. folks. I just flew in from uh, from Seattle, and boy, is that plane deplaning. <laughs> And boy, am I one of those people who stands up the instant the plane touches down and then just stands there awkwardly like a dickhead. 
<laughs> I'm in the back of the plane. Why am I even doing this? I'm doing this so I can I can make everyone around me get antsy thinking that I'm going to do some weird thing to try to get ahead of stuff. Yeah, everyone around me is like, well, now I have to stand up so he doesn't try to go running down the middle of this plane. Oh, now I have a moral obligation to stop the dickhead. <laughs> That's what the uh, that's what the lady said when she was given the explanation about how to fly in the plane at the beginning of the flight. <laughs> Folks, right, this everyone. is how the seatbelt connects. If some dickhead does an idiot plane thing, it's your job as a person sitting near him to stop him to stop everyone else from getting the squicks. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go ahead, support us there. It lets us keep doing what we're doing, renting movies like Theodore Rex or going into theaters to see Sherlock Gnomes, just the worst possible imaginable punishment, and uh, you can pay so that we keep doing it. Yeah, it's the only way you'll force us <laughs> yep uh but other than that like i said we will be back in a couple weeks with another episode but until then you have a good one